you're on Texas Standard Time. When it comes to the next generation of space exploration, scientists don't know the answer to many questions. Just to name a few, what's the best way to store power for an extraterrestrial colony? How do we better incorporate wearable tech? And how do we safely perform surgery in space? Jacques Zonneveld and his company Lazarus 3D think they have an answer. 3D printed tissue and organ replicas. Currently, thank God, no one has ever done a serious surgery in space. But the first time that happens, we want to make sure our astronauts are prepared as possible so that they'll have the best shot at possible at saving that person's life. Nearby, a hard replica of an infant skull is printing in the company's cramped Houston offices. But the real magic is in the soft replicas they make. Using precision MRI scans, they can make it possible for a doctor to trial run high-risk surgeries, say removing a tumor from a kidney, on lifelike replicas of the patient's actual kidneys and tumors. But in space, where so many things are unknown, Zonneveld says they should be sending entire replicas of each astronaut. So rather than just having a random medical model, it could be a model of Scott Parazinski, you know, one of the astronauts. Lazarus 3D is one of 10 finalists for the NASA iTech Forum, where startups present their terrestrial products to investors and NASA technologists for potential space application. As a small boy, I was quite crushed to learn that I would never enroll in Starfleet Academy. Mason Harrop is the chief scientist for New Dominion Enterprises, a San Antonio-based company. Half this cycle's finalists are located in Texas. So the best that I can do as a terrestrial scientist is to try to make that happen for future generations. Harrop left the prestigious Idaho National Laboratory, licensing battery technology that he created there. The batteries last longer and... Emergency crews rushing to Logan Airport to put out a fire on a jumbo jet. No more battery fires causing exploding e-cigarettes or grounding Boeing Dreamliners like in early 2013. And when firefighters arrived, heavy smoke was filling the cabin of the new Boeing 787. By replacing components of the battery, he says the stability could make the lithium-ion platform right for electrical grid storage on some faraway colony. Despite Harrop's enthusiasm for space, NASA iTech founder Kira Blackwell says most startups don't create businesses for space. But when she tells them NASA's interested... After they pick their chin up off the table, um, <laughs> they're usually pretty excited. And that's great for NASA, she says, because so many technologies are flourishing outside of government spheres, especially in artificial intelligence and automation. That's why she convinced her superiors to start the program, to invite entrepreneurs in to pitch technologies. Now in the fifth iteration of iTech, NASA's convinced dozens of companies that space may be an option without spending money on earlier stages of hardware development. It's a unique way in which we're trying to leverage, you know, innovative technologies without spending more taxpayer dollars on the investment in the earlier stages. Winning startups don't get a big check nor a lucrative government contract, they get exposure. Validation from NASA. With investors and companies like Lockheed Martin in the audience, it's paid off for some of the past 40 finalists. Those 40 companies have been able to leverage $237 million of private investment dollars without federal matching dollars or anything like that. With five competitions in less than two years, iTech shows no signs of slowing, convincing entrepreneurs to turn their eyes to the sky when considering what they're building here on the ground. In San Antonio, I'm Paul Flav for the Texas Standard.